This is a Danger Entertainment podcast. DangerEntertainment.net, Danger Entertainment Network Podcasts. East London podcasting, we're ever everlasting. We're never ever fasting. We eat food all day. You know we're casting like fishing rods. We're not sods. We're like gods. You wanna feel us coming through your speakers for real dust, yeah. In your headphones, you can hear the sound outside like, oh shit. <laughs> that was gonna be great, I was gonna say like Battlestone. Oh, fucked up. But I didn't, Danger Club podcast. <laughs> Previously on the Danger Club podcast. I'm king of the rats. Why? I won't bore you with the details. <laughs> this is off limits. School touch. And we all run. Let's not directly murder anyone ever. Are you okay? Oh. Ow. No, not really. Stepping out of the mound is a huge figure comprised entirely from junk. It's a junk column. Check it out. Let's see if this works. Splish. Everyone, I was wrong. Ah, oh, I really hurt. Love this monster. I'm going to go behind M. The adventure continues now. Shout out to the very ill James, <laughs> who is running on chocolate right now. Whew. That is uh, the breakfast of champions. Get through today's what. episode. Big up, James. Breakfast at five o'clock. What's wrong with you? So it's the uh, oh, still, mate. it's the 29th of July today when this episode is coming yeah. out, uh, which means a uh, which means a couple of things. It's my wedding anniversary. Oh, uh, so, uh, congratulations! Yeah, I better I, I should probably mm. get out of here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Happy what anniversary, are you doing here, man? darling! I'm going to go and sit in the dark with my friends uh, and play a game about a junk golem that none of them like. That's what we're. Uh, that's what I'm going to do today. It's, it's not true. Of course, we're recording this in advance. Uh, in reality, uh, I am. I am flying to Holland for a work thing today. Um, <laughs> we're celebrating later in the week. More importantly, this weekend is the release of Pathfinder Second Edition. <gasps> that is oh, 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 amazing. Oh. It is. Uh, it is Gen Con weekend. Um, I don't know. So uh, yes, Pathfinder Second Edition is going to be in stores. By the time you hear our next episode, you will be able to go to a shop and buy the second edition of this fantastic game um and i will have my nose in a book uh, and be, i might be at boomtown but i will be i'll have taken all of my books with me to boomtown uh, to learn this game i'll be playing it with uh, crazy wrecked 18 year olds with their shirts off um in a field somewhere and i'll be like hey come play pathfinder and they won't know what i'm asking uh, and so they'll just go along with it they're yeah. just going to try and wrecked. find a path to yeah. anywhere a path to <laughs> anywhere anywhere what i'm saying is it's a pretty exciting time in the real world and it's a pretty exciting time here in the Danger Club podcast. Hello everyone and welcome hey. to the Danger Club podcast. Hey. You say exciting. Uh, I mean, I, I feel like I've been mauled. Are you? Uh, I mean, like, I feel like I've actually been in a fight with this thing, man. That like, was a slog, that fight. Right? Yeah, man. <laughs> Don't say was. was. We are not yeah, out I mean, of here. We are literally in the midst of this. For the love of God. slog. Hey, you know, golems are a very specific kind of creature. They have a lot of immunities. They are very tough to fight. They need to be understood and prepared for. Uh, when specifically well, you mean assholes. Right. Um, but uh, at the moment, unfortunately, you are preparing for it by hitting it with everything that is immune for, uh, which have ranged from things which I think, you know, are, are, are quite unfair on you, like it changing its immunities halfway through the fight because it changed into a swarm. That's kind of unfair. Mm. Um, 
that is a not unfair, but it's a tough break to have to deal with a player. Yeah. Um, I would lean to the other side that uh, playing splashy splashy with it was maybe not the best <laughs> use of your no, action I economy. <laughs> I just, <laughs> splashy splashy. I really like you said. You said like something that looks like a furnace. I was like, aha! I've worked out the weakness. Aha! And have you ever uh, tried to splash water into a furnace? <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, I'm I mean, imagining it just turns steam before I get anywhere near it. Did, what, it if it had gone like that, then we'd have known something. Yeah, would have learned something. It was worth trying, man. I was trying. Also. Yeah. We will never be able to prepare because none of us have adamantium weapons. Yeah, I was going to say, preparing, <laughs> preparing for that would have been awesome. That, yeah. that would have been I was wondering how Dan would be able to cheat me out of the knowledge roll that he could graciously <laughs> give me. I was like, I wonder what he Oh, adamantium. Sweet. You asked You asked for a weakness. That is its only weakness. <laughs> yep. Only weakness is adamantium. That's its only weakness. I, 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 I was not aware that adamantium uh, was a part of the Pathfinder world. It is, yes. It is a material you can have weapons made yeah. from Interesting. Uh, almost no, nothing gets DR against adamantium it is uh, it is incredibly good you can have armour made of it as well um, is it expensive it is uh, incredibly rare yeah. I, I accidentally gave it to a player in a campaign we played and then they were almost immune to damage um, <laughs> for the rest of that campaign which was uh, that was a, a, a difficult momentary decision where I was like yeah I have this thing I just saw in the book that's fine oh no oh no <laughs> you can usually hear them, you can usually like hear as well in the, in the Pathfinder world can hear it. Yeah, it's usually going. Rust monster, rust monster, junk golems are nothing to be scared of. <laughs> oh, <my goodness>. oh wow! <laughs> wow! Oh! Wow! Wow! Rusty's gonna try double hard to kill you now. <laughs> yeah, he's facing up to M and Caragor. M and Caragor. So yeah. he's transformed back into himself. Um, after his little time as a swarm um, but, uh, that has allowed him to heal a little bit it means he can um, he can't do as much damage when he's a swarm he's a lot slower he saw some of you trying to run away or Velda trying to move away so he's decided to swarm to turn back um, but he has at least gotten rid of uh, the flanking bonus he's moved so that you are now both in front of him again um, so that will be uh, that'll be useful for him. But before he can do anything, it is the cowering figure of Fulton Battlestone. Fulton, you have been shredded by the tiny pieces of metal in this whirlwind creature. Uh, it is a that's been a nasty time for you, uh, and uh, you're feeling a bit funny as well. Not sure what's causing that. Um, but you're hiding currently oh, behind yeah. MZ, and you've just seen this horrible creature that has done so much damage reform. Uh, do you run away? What's going to happen? Do you run away? Um, no, I... Who are the people that f may, uh, failed there? So it was me and You and Shania, Shania have both failed okay. safe so far. Just, just remembering. Okay, uh, can I make a perception check around to see if there's anything that, uh, like a secret uh, door in the rubble or have a look at where it came from? Yeah, sure. So you're trying to do the same thing I'm doing? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> What was it? <laughs> doesn't doesn't Say matter. Say it, Ross. Say it. You see the um, <sighs> It was a natural one. Hey! First roll of the game. Fulton, you see a door in the uh, in the junk pile next to you. You open it and run through it and realize it's a door somebody threw away ages ago. <laughs> 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 
Ah, uh, fuck's sake. All right, yeah, that's my uh, go. I'm afraid no good. Shania Rain. Drink what? a potion, mate. I haven't yeah. got any potion. Oh, oh, no. Can you just get Shania, one from one of Shania, our belts or something? Um, Shania runs over to Fulton and uses her final, her last healing spell upon him. Oh, good. Last turn. until we have a, Thanks. you know, rest or something. Um, so, here you go. Here it comes. Eight points. That's nice. more like it's it. Pretty decent. There nice. you go. Many injuries start closing up. Sixteen hit points. Feeling a little bit better. Does Philippe want to do anything? Uh, yeah, Philippe is going to keep wailing on the monster. He Monkey strikes. Thing. All right, Monkey go for strikes. it. Monkey strikes. Does uh, so still no flanking bonus? No. Even though there's, I oh know because you cast a spell, so it's only actually me and Philippe in combat with it. You, yeah. Philippe, and M, but that's not Three enough. You're all standing in front of it. You need to be, have at least one of you directly behind. You need oh, to have a okay. uh, person on opposite sides of it. Right. And at the moment, you are right. basically a rank of three directly in front. All right, so that is uh, 19. A 19 will hit. Yeah, motherfucker! Monkey, di- monkey bonus. Um, whoop. Oh, for God's sake. Five points of damage. Five points of damage does not get through its DR. Um, Philippe just keeps punching his fists into it. Philippe's knuckles are now bleeding from uh, from punching it so much. Um, But he is still going. He's like Cap and Ultron, isn't he? He's just like... Yeah. He could do this all day. Um, (laughs) I know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is a that is America's giant purple ass. <laughs> yeah, Caragor. Um, so Caragor, uh, <laughs> going through his Swiss Army knife uh, of, of weapons, now pulls out Morgan's uh, Marlin uh, because some, it's, it's vaguely magical. Let's see if this works. Um, and steps five foot. Yep, so you take a five step back. To be flanking. Uh, you can't... To the side. No, because you need to yeah. be... You need to be... The, <laughs> you can't just keep saying yes yeah. and it works. Yeah. You need to be the opposite side of the creature for another one. So to do it in uh, to do it in five foot steps it is going to take you one, two, three rounds uh, of five... You need three five foot steps um, to make... To be flanking him. And you also need to be five feet back to use the spear. Uh, yeah, so, so I'm, I'm a, taking the five foot anyway, so I'm I so can, you can get step back, thing. and then you're then you're out of its reach, but you can still attack. I will do that then, and have to rely on one of you guys to get around the side then, uh, okay. so we can get the flanking bonus next turn. Right. Um, it was on my mind. So. Yeah, I knew it would be. Caragor sort of Caragor and M do that mentally, but they just exchange a sweaty. <laughs> yeah, don't don't nod. expect the monkey to try and think in those terms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Philippe does not think tactically. Philippe just attacks. For Come six on. seconds, we just keep nodding at each other. <laughs> 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 All right, yeah, here we go. make your attack. Uh, that's a seventeen to hit. Seventeen, no good. Yeah, you miss, you take a step back, but you uh, quick draw the spear, but you miss when you swing it at the creature. Surprisingly quick, um, Velda, you are uh, the other side of the creature and some way back. Yes, I'm going to try and continue to search for an entrance okay. or something or other. Uh, Here we go. Velda is gradually getting further away from the fight, oh, looking around. Just finding no, that old helmet. Yeah, <laughs> just trying on oh, things. Uh, right. Oh, look uh, at this. No, that'd be twelve. Uh, a twelve, no good. Don't find nothing. What do you do? You get dispel magic, like as or have you used it? Uh, I haven't. I didn't 
because because we were, yeah, wasn't yeah, needed just, for, yeah, just for the heist, which seems like a thousand years ago. But yeah, do you want to uh, do you want to make spells. another knowledge check? Just see if you can recall anything else about the creature. Uh, yeah, Tan's like, yeah, yeah, do that, do that now. Uh, that'll be a seventeen. A seventeen is not enough to get any useful information. I'm afraid you need a nineteen or above to get a. Uh, Get anything that you can use uh, okay so we are going to move on to mz so can m actually hit him and then run or can he just get around what are you trying to do uh just to get to the other side of this golem just to flank him basically. to move around him yeah uh that'd be my full action because what would happen if you took a five foot step to only be on his side and not behind him then if shania or philippe also took a five foot step to be to the side of behind shania's him, not currently in melee uh, philippe. philippe don't count philippe won't move from where he is philippe will stand where he is and just keep fighting he's not he can't be commanded that right. specifically yeah 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 because he's right. just an animal what um, i'm saying is basically if you didn't if even if you didn't get all the way around behind him this turn if you just got to the side and then somebody else got to the side that would count as being yeah. in front and behind therefore flanking or, or, and yeah. you wouldn't lose your attack because if you if you took your full movement to go behind him you'd lose your attack and you get an attack of up against you so sure. yeah sure so and yeah you can take a five foot step and still attack let's and do let's a five foot step and swing for him oh. sorry what were you going to say well I was going to say because obviously I'm trying to find the way out this mm. is a Fulton uh, that could be an option is just to leave it and run uh, and you do have sight beyond sight like I am the worst person to be trying to do this yeah you could just come and find the fucking tunnel we could, could I make a perception check then hit him then take a five foot uh, step like, not, yeah, I'm not going to let you search the room while you're in melee with it sure you're okay. just you're you need to keep your eyes on him. Yeah. It's a tough one. It's up to it? you. It's <laughs> up to you because it's, we, we could be here all day. I mean, I could do this all day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we can all can, but it won't get any further. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, no, I'm going to stick to the plan because otherwise I'm leaving Caragor high and dry. All so right. don't leave me. Uh, <laughs> five foot step and all a right. swing. I size eight. Eight ain't no good. No. Nope. Alright, that means it's its go. Brilliant. Um looks around at its options. Okay, it's going to go first of all after MZ. Uh nineteen on the die, that's a twenty-seven to hit. Yeah, that hits. Uh, so he hits you for it's not much damage six points of damage and I'll okay. take a fortitude save from you please uh, 19 19 you pass and then he's going to take uh, another hit at MZ you've got his attention natural 20 get their attention <laughs> get their attention <laughs> Uh, you have it. Uh, that's a natural 20. Rolling to confirm. Ooh, I'm not sure that will be. It's an 18. Does that hit you? It does, yeah. Oh, that is a critical hit. Uh-oh, SpaghettiOs. I'm drawing a card. MZ, we heard about your... Uh, What's your hit points? So hang on. Uh, so I've had six taken off, right? Uh, you took six on the last round, yep. Uh, even though I passed my four, what did the fortitude do? Sorry, I just just to check on that. We, we don't know yet. We don't know. We don't know. Oh, we see. Okay, you passed it, but you're probably not gonna. Um, I'm on ten. You're on uh, ten. You're literally just trying to kill me, aren't you? I'm like, not. No. I, I promise. <laughs> Ever since you spoke to your man, I promise I am not trying to kill you. Um, but you have. Dun, dun, dun. So this is a slam. 
Uh, a slam does triple damage. Jesus Christ. Uh, this is... So you have ten hit points. M's dead, isn't he? Mm. You've literally killed him. Hey, I didn't do this. <laughs> oh, man, I'm so tense. Um, so you have... <laughs> So you have 10 hit points. 10 hit points will reduce you to zero. What's your constitution score? Uh, McCon's 13. McCon is 13. Yeah. So minus 13 is permanently dead. Okay. Yeah. Oh, God. Here we go, team. So we roll three dice. It's a six. It's a six. It's oh, a my s- God. Did you just roll oh, my God. Six? It's shot at 18. Dan, you oh just God. killed MZ, son of BMZ. MZ, MZ, son of BMZ, takes 30 points of damage. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. And is permanently dead. Oh, my God. Shit. The creature wheels around, and you see its fist just... Boom! Just smashes M into the ground into the uh, thing um, you see the uh, the blades on the fist just goes through M's chest uh, and just pins him into the floor um, it pulls the fist back and M just lies there bleeding what's your hit point total we can my hit point total it's minus minus 20 isn't it uh, I, do you know what? I didn't so even work it out if you were on 10 uh-huh. yeah. take 30 points of damage yeah, minus 20. MZ is dead. Fuck. I mean, he's been dead before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he has been dead before. Oh, yeah. We never found out what happened when you were dead before. We're I not know. finished with you yet. We've got a little bit more story and then, then, then you're finished. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Oh, shit, mate. It feels like these three episodes, like, well, two and it's, 20 minutes. I'm really sorry for the <laughs> It's weird, isn't that. it? You've been like... It was literally as soon... When you talk to your man... At, at the UK Games Expo like, back, literally, in, uh, back in June. Since you spoke to him and he said you should just kill him off, M's been cursed. Yeah, you've been rolling really badly. He's rolling, rolling really bad. Jason Bowman, if, you, if, you, if you're listening, you did this. <laughs> Jason Bowman has killed MZ. <laughs> Shit. No, we can't blame anyone. Oh, That's God. the game, isn't it? Son of yeah, BMZ. Right. That is, Team, oh, you, you might as well carry on. This is our first, um, <sighs> first character death. Yeah, right. It's and a, it's, can I say my first character death? This yeah. is, oh. I've only ever played two characters in Pathfinder. <laughs> One I only played for about six games, and then MZ was the only character I created because didn't create that character either. So Dangerlings, this is this is pretty real. I just, okay, jeez, got to take a photograph <laughs> of this uh, critical card. Dan Salt in the wound, Thompson. <laughs> Three. <Just> that, <laughs> hold MZ by it as well. Uh, oh, yeah. No, I'm not. Put, no, what's going you on? Do, the you've got to do it. He's dead. No, Collins just handed me his character card with Simon's oh. really nice drawing on it. You've got, got to do with you it. Can't. You've got to just... No, got to what? Oh, mate, no. Hold the cards together, get a photo of it. No, I'm not taking I'm a just... picture. No. Right, come on. I'm going to... 60. Uh, All right, enjoy no, yourself. We, 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 have, yeah. to, yeah. we have to do Team, something. I mean, I, enjoy yourselves for the rest of the episode. Yeah, I... <laughs> Colin, I do. My headphones are off. No, stop it. No, you can't do that. Stop it. He's left. He's gone. He's gone out the building. He's gone. He's left. No, I'm still here, Dangerlings. But, you know, 
I'm not part of the game, so I'm going to step back. <laughs> yeah. Le- you- le- hey, listen, people have been, as long as we can get your body. I'm closing my character sheet. <laughs> <laughs> Is that literally oh, off no. now? Oh. No. It's, it's, oh. We can resurrect you. Just, yeah. yeah, anyone who's played these games before knows how easy it is. Sort of as a rat. If you're really rich, yeah. If you're really rich and not massively on the mate, this, this there's jump always on. a quest to do. It's going to be made of adamantium, mate. There's always a quest. You can always do something to get something, and we can do something to get. We should do something back. right now. But we kill we, this mother. We, we should do something we right now. We have to bring him back, like. Yeah, Shh, yeah. Let's kill this. Also, I mean, Colin's the only one who understands how the recording equipment works. So you know, we do need to keep this. <laughs> nice one, Dan. <laughs> yeah, jeez. It's the end of the show, everyone. <laughs> I'm going to turn the computer off now. Like, it's <laughs> <laughs> the end of the Danger Club. Oh, um, so we go back to the top of the round, Fulton. You see this happen. You see M go down. And you just know in that moment from the blow he's taken, you, you've seen people die before, uh, and you just know what you're gonna do. I'm gonna avenge my friend who's just fallen down on the floor. I see MZ fall uh, on the floor, blood trickling from him. Fulton screams at this thing in absolute anger and runs towards it. Uh, that is a 17. 17 doesn't get through its armor class. You slap. Wait, wait. He's a new combatant as added to me, M, and Philippe. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so depending on what side he attacked him, does he get a two plus flanking bonus? Uh, no. You can flank it from there, yeah? Yes. Yes. Can we take that flanking bonus, please? It's 19. You 19. scream with vengeance, run towards it, round the side, and then hit it in the back. <laughs> <laughs> um, you get a plus two, so that is a hit. Roll your damage. S- damage full damage full damage uh 17 points of damage 17 points of damage damage. that is big damage i've got to start a new line here for its hit points it goes back up okay uh, so you run in smash the axe into it and it staggers sideways bits of junk shedding from it it is still standing uh, but it is completely rocked um shania Shania screams, tears in her eyes, runs towards the the, the beast um, with a scythe, um, you know, out in front, and uh, MZ and hacks at the beast with a with a weapon. Avenge your friend. Avenge. Uh, yes, that is. 19. 19 also hits. Oh, with the flanking bonus, 21. In fact, still hits. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, it's weird how revenge makes people roll better (laughs) it does seem to happen Uh, okay so that's four 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 points points of damage just four points doesn't get through the DR Um, but Philippe is also Philippe is also furious um, at the same time pounding on the creature oh god that's not going to be enough Philippe oh, no. always got on well with MZ. <laughs> he did, but um, but his revenging stuff is is not high enough. I don't think. Okay, it's like yeah, it's eleven. Or eleven doesn't get through. Philippe just tears in his monkey eyes, just punching away, not getting through. Caragor, uh, yeah, is flanked. So uh, yeah, you get your bonus and you've got sneak attack. If I hit, if I hit Caragor, yeah, it's just bellows and rage. Takes a sweeping with his cutlass. Cutlass or spear? You have oh, the yeah. spear currently equipped. I will. Because oh, I think the spear is a plus one to hit. 
it's, it's the the masterwork around Sue Morgan's Marlin is one less to hit than it is the Cutlass. Oh, okay. However, I got the feeling I hit anyway because his target's still studied. So it's uh, there's a 19 to hit. 19 to hit. 19 hits. Roll your damage. Cracking. Uh, sorry, I say I only because I'd roll the dice after saying Cutlass. So I figured I'd be cheating sure. if I then said spin. No, Cutlass, Cutlass is fine. Go ahead. <sighs> and roll your sneak attack damage as well, remember. Yes. Because it is. It is flamed. That's, uh, that's an 8 on the die, plus another 6, making that 14 damage. 14 damage reduced by DR. Uh, it is still standing. You smash the cutlass into its chest and bits of it start to crumble and fall away as it shudders to try and retain its form. Um, it is staggered. It is almost falling apart, but it is somehow just holding together. Caragor's just wailing and like screaming at it and smashing it. There's just sparks and ringing clangs of metal <laughs> coming from within this like junk cavern. Velda. Uh, Velda just looks aghast at the death of MC um, sort of shaking his head uh, puts him off searching doesn't doesn't search this round for that but he just, he just fires his ray of frost anyway even though okay. he knows it's not going to do anything just sort of in anger oh it's a good roll as well uh, 21 a 21 hits it but it has no effect yeah, whatsoever um, the ray does nothing uh, the creature still <laughs> the creature gets its go I'm afraid MZ no go for you um, the uh, creature, has, the junk golem, takes its turn. Uh, it's going to be an attack on Philippe. Uh, that is going to be a hit. That's a 23. 23. A 23. Uh, it deals seven points of damage to Philippe, and I need a fortitude save from Philippe. Okay. Uh, it is. It then takes a swing at uh, Karagor. Uh, that's a 19 to hit Karagor. That hits. That hits, that is. Uh, that's eight points of damage and a fortitude save for Karagor. 14. 14, Philippe's okay. Fortitude save is 21. 21, Karagor's okay. Uh, uh, so it's just lashing out uh, in any direction it can at the moment at anyone. Fulton Battlestone. I'm gonna hit this thing. Uh, ah! Uh, that is 21. 21 is a hit. Roll your damage. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. That is a... Surely. 16. 16. Reduced by DR. And you kill the junk golem. Oh! Yes! Oh For, my god! You hurl yourself up the creature as it's starting to fall apart and just slam the axe into the uh, the glowing um, uh, opening at the front. It shudders for a moment and then just collapses into a pile of junk, uh, which you stand on for a while and then realize that it's not moving anymore. The creature lies just in chunks around you and half buried underneath its form is MZ's body. I pull MZ out of Caragol all the... helps. Caragol lifts yeah. the junk column. Yeah. You pull MZ out. He is completely unresponsive. Velda, do something. Do something, Velda. I can't do anything. I've got Shania, a healer. Shania. You've got any last the spark of life, whatever uh, you use. Uh, uh, let me see if there's anything that I have. Um, Come on. Uh, I, I have nothing. I have nothing. What? No, there, there. I have nothing. There must you be something, nothing. please. I'm all out of spells. I have nothing for you. He's, he's my friend. Like, he can't. He can't die. He was all of our friends. This is true. We can't stay here. 
We must pick up. Grab his body. We must. We, we must. We need to get out of here. We have to go. We have to go. We have to go. You know. You know. Particularly powerful clerics do tend to congregate in large cities like the one that we are currently just running away from. But we we can't. We've got the whole city after us. Everyone's going to know what we did. None of the clerics ah. here will help us. We just we just stepped outside this just. But they'll 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 have already shut their doors to us. Yeah, we're we're the we're the murderers of fucking of, no the fucking Uncle church for asthma. They. They wouldn't. They're not going to have anything to do with us. They could. No. We have everyone in the city looking for us right now, and I want to help MZ as much as anyone else. But we need to. We need to help him. Surely, guys. He's our friend. We could take him with us. It would slow us down, but we'd have, might have a chance that way. And go there. Where, 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 where will you take him? Just out. North. Might be going north. Caragor sort of like closes his eyes for a minute, listens to all the words, and opens them again. <clears throat> Nods. MZ wouldn't want us running back into a city which Velda and Caragor grits his teeth. Quite rightly, sirs, will be coming for us. It's no sense to try and get him resurrected straight away if we're all just going to die in the process. I don't know how long we've got before we've we, this window closes, but we'll have more chance on the outside of Kermarga at the moment than we would on the inside. Velda is right. If we cannot stay here. I wish I wasn't. Caragon kneels at M's body and then uh, tries to sort of wrap it up in such a way that they can carry it. How, what kind of check? Would I have to do a check for that? Or? No, that's fine. You take um, one of your cloaks. Um, you've got various outfits what with it? you, so you can take a cloak which you're able to wrap what him in and then bind it I've with got, rope. I've got shards that I can... Uh, Fulton kneels by, uh, by the side of uh, M's body and just um, closes his eyes uh, with his uh, fingers okay. and then whispers in his ear, Drunk, drunk. Drunk, drunk. Oh my god. Caragor picks up the uh, body and sort of slings it over his shoulder. Is there a sort of like decent way we can. Uh, <laughs> we can't. We can't. There can't be two of us carrying him because we're going to be at risk from being attacked by everything. Well, oh, actually, which leads me on to the next thing. Um, how deep are we inside this junk cavern? About halfway through, halfway okay. towards that glowing light, towards the light that you were uh, making your way towards. We we don't know what's on the other side. And I know, thing is, the guard, our oh, brother, that we passed on the way, didn't necessarily know that we came in here. If we keep watch, we should probably fucking sleep. I see what you mean, yeah. We all. I have nothing left. That could have been any one of us. That could have been any one of us, and we'd have gone down. And, I, and it could happen again. Uh, Velda, mm. how long does uh, these these like bodies last until well, it's until it's until it's well until it's too late? There might be something uh, that I can do, um, Dan. Mm-hmm. I believe in the spell book that I copied down. Mm. Uh, Gentle repose was one of the spells. That was I believe it was. Yes, I believe I did pass that one. Uh, I can tomorrow if we sleep. I can cast gentle repose on him. Which would last, uh, make him last longer. Yes, it will. 
Then we must sleep. But we have to. Um, if we do sleep, we have to get out of here quick. Yeah. And um, perhaps we, sh- we should try to hide ourselves under some of the junk. Pretend that we are part of the junk, you know? Can I make a sense motive roll based on what we've experienced mm-hmm. so far and this golem if I can get a sneaking sense that if we just stay static here, bits of metal will just randomly start coming in to kill us when we die? Sure. Uh, it would be... No, don't, don't forget that sleep, sorry. there are bits of metal randomly falling from the ceiling. There are, yeah. Occasionally bits of metal are crashing down in, in random places. So a sense yeah. motive and rolling whether or not it's really fucking stupid to have a kip here. Yeah, I guess. Uh, knowledge engineering, actually. Knowledge engineering. I would say that's okay. your best uh, um, bet for understanding what situation you're in. Okay, so this is a straight roll. So, uh, 17. 17. Um, it, it, this does not feel like a safe place to rest. You're not sure if there are any more of these creatures okay. around here, but there doesn't seem to be any kind of pattern to where these bits of metal are falling. If you fall, if you sleep here, there's a chance stuff might just bury you in your sleep. We've got Car- to head towards the light. Caragor shakes his head and grits his teeth. And if we can find the tunnel, we can rest in there. Okay, so if we look for the tunnel. Uh, before we do this, um, Shania gives Fulton a big hug and says, don't worry. It, it will be okay, buddy. I promise. Okay, do not lose hope. Uh, Fulton's crying at the moment. Okay, Caragor <laughs> takes out two of his uh, healing potions, uh, unstoppers them both, uh, offers one to Fulton, and he keeps one for himself. He nods at Fulton. Drink to his elf. We'll toast him. Hey, thank you, Caragor. Hey, look at me. It's not gone yet, lad. It's not gone yet. Okay, Caragor chins his potion. All right. Drink your potions. D eight plus one. D plus one. Cool. Oh yes. Okay. So uh, can we do a, what is a perception check? See if we can find the tunnel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Make some perception okay. checks to have a search. God, Jesus. Six. six. Seventeen. A 17. Sorry, I hit this one. 12. 12. You're lacking the... Uh, you're lacking 18 the eyes. And 18. Fulton um, of everyone. Um, you find a couple of things as you're searching through. Um, your foot knocks against something as you're looking through it. And you, uh, you see down on the ground a, um, a human skull with a handle attached to the top of it. Um, it looks like uh, you lift it up and you can see that there is a light burning within the skull, shedding light out of the eyes. It's like some kind of a lantern um, that you kind of hold up. It doesn't. It seems to light the way for, um, well enough. Um, but you're also, as you're looking at it, you look up and you can see half buried under some rubble, you see a tunnel leading out of the cavern. Um, and you can see the cracks of light coming through it. And now you're close to it, you realize that it is daylight. Uh, I really let, relay this to the rest of the group. Then this way, we, we must go this way, yeah. Yes. Um, have you got Caragor? You've got um, MZ. Have you? Aye. Yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. So, yes, this way. Let's go. Does carrying his body put me at a disadvantage of fighting? Uh, yeah. You won't be able. To, you'll have to put it down before you're able to fight effectively. You are. You are kind of. You're effectively encumbered currently. Um, but uh, yeah, you are able to carry it uh, by yourself. But it's kind of all you can do. Like carrying a person. Yeah. Perhaps, perhaps maybe I should do the carrying because for I am not the not the fighty one, but I could carry him easily. Well, we, we should be able to rest if, in this tunnel. So I the original don't. idea, but as long as we get out of this cavern, this cavern is is dangerous. But the t- tunnel would be better. Right. 
Aye. Okay, let's go. Aye. You uh, turn and make your way towards it. Um, Philippe sort of sits in the in the water and looks down at where the fight took place. Looks up at the at the body and the shard you're carrying it, and then just looks down goes, and then falls into step behind uh, the rest of you uh, and makes your way as uh, you make your way to the tunnel. You push the junk aside uh, and find a, uh, a hole in the uh, inside of the rock that you're able to uh, scramble through. Uh, and indeed, you're soon hit by the uh, the light of the morning sun um, as you step out. Um, as you step out and realise you're in a cave on the side of the cliff face, uh, about halfway down the cliffs of Kermarga. On the uh, on the edge of it, looking through it down, you can see a narrow, sort of like a goat path that heads down the side of the mountain, uh, down the side, sort of the remaining um, the remaining 500 feet. Um, down the side of the mountain to the uh, the uh, the valley floor below, where you can see the river um, that you all arrived in together. So, what seems like so long ago? Would you like to rest up here? Oh, yes. yes. All right. You uh, bed down um, for the uh, for the moment. You sort of solemnly lay M down. Um, maybe build a little fire or however you want to uh, however you want to stay it's not that cold how much space have we got um, it's, it's a big cave so you've got enough space to kind of spread out a little bit uh, and rest properly even though you're resting on bare stone um, but you're able to rest um, for, uh, for a good eight hours I'll take first watch I'll take second I will take the third okay I'll take the last you all take a watch and it, just little things just creep in, like the fact that you're, the fact that you go to wake up the next person and then realise that you need to you need to stay on watch for a bit longer now because you don't have a fifth member who can stay who, who's going to take that last shift. Um, just little things like that bring it back to you, and you all kind of, you just kind of sit, whoever's on watch, just at the entrance to the cave, just looking out over the uh, over the um, the valley below, or looking out over the ground far below, um, looking back along the winding river. Uh, thinking back to the trip on the boat, um, thinking back to your time in Ilsurian, um, and the things there, the stopping the crime boss, putting Lily Fenn to rest, things that you've been through with them. <coughs> and as each of your watch ends, you wake up the next person who just kind of wordlessly goes and takes up their place, um, staring out, until finally, after about midday, you're all rested enough that you're able to, uh, to get up and uh, prepare any spells that you need to. And think about how you're gonna eventually make your way down this mountain and away from this city that's been your home for so long now. What would we like to do, surviving Danger Club? Uh, I will uh, prepare some spells. That's all right. Very good. Carago just stands uh, at the mouth of the cave, looks down, and tries to plot that route down. He also, uh, from his, he's aware from Simon Belkson that uh, standing on the side of a cliff face tends to attract aerial predators so he keeps an eye on the skies as well okay. can I make a knowledge something check to ascertain what we're most likely to be trying to be picked off by when we come down <laughs> uh, the space? knowledge nature mm, nope six six you're not sure what predators hunt these cliffs but it's probably something they'll add so let's keep an eye out all right. Anyone else want to make any preparations? Bolton, well, do you, you're going to be communing and you know, yeah, you got your spells ready. Just quietly to just Fulton Caragor uh, says, "Do you do you want to carry him?" Hey, this was 
This was my fault. I should have protected him. I should have stood in front of him instead of I... This was all my fault. I no, this was no one's it fault, okay? This was a, a particularly nasty character, okay? No one could have predicted how, how, how this monster moved. The way that it came at us, we were taken by surprise. It's not on you, okay? Should, should have been there for him. Well, maybe we all should have. But there's nothing we can do now. We must, we must, we must try to to find who we can to see if we can uh, bring him back. Okay, and we will do this. Hey, this should help. Don't worry. And I cast uh, gentle repose on the body of MZ. Um, it says there's a will save. Uh, he, I mean, I he, presume that's his. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. That's fine. Uh, so uh, you are now preserved for three days. Mm-hmm. Um, so as body. he is, so he won't start decaying for three days. Mm-hmm. So he stays looking as he is. At which point you could potentially you, keep him cast it again. Yeah, you? do you just, can you keep doing it? That's up to... Yes, you can. I every, can. You can, you can update it at the end of every duration. Okay. Um, we will be carrying will, a corpse, so we <laughs> yeah. kind of need to be, get this yeah. sorted. Yeah. I don't know if you need to read the spell description, or we need to read it a bit later, but I don't believe it extends the amount of time you have to... Um, uh, it'll help with uh, spells where you need the body. Nice. Does it say that it extends uh, the amount of time you can rest? Well, yes. It says you preserve the remains of a dead creature so that they do not decay. Mm. Doing so effectively extends the time limit on raising that creature from the dead. Ah, now, nice. By that, it sounds like that's not talking about zombies. That's talking about yeah, nope. anything. Yeah, yeah. Days spent under the influence of this spell don't count against the time limit. Yep. Additionally, the spell makes transporting a slain and thus decaying comrade less unpleasant. The spell also works on severed body parts and the like. Okay, there you go. Fulton, um... <clears throat> Listen, I've been in scrapes before and I've lost people before. I've seen some weird shit. Uh, strategically and tactically. And also just physically where everybody was. It would... I'd have to have an eye patch over both my eyes to say that was your fault. And you're probably going to do some of that right now. You're probably going to do some self-blaming. I'm going to let you go through all that, mate, but it's not necessary. And it'll hurt you in the long run. But do what you need to do now. All right, but that wasn't your fault. Karagor picks up M's body, sort of adjusts it so it sort of straps onto his back, C-3PO style, I guess. Chop his arms and legs off. (laughs) 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 And then... uh, Stands at the foot of the cave, looking back at the rest of the Danger Club. Sort of, I guess, silhouetted by the light that's coming into the cave. Well, shall we? I'll tell you what we're going to do, lads. We're going to get down there. We're going to find someone who can help. They will help. And then we'll be back, right as rain. Complaining about, you know, you lot, and getting us out of arguments. Like he always did. Hi, and talking with that rhythmical way that he talks with the rhymes. I yeah. liked it. Yeah, he's got that way of adding sort of like, you could say like a throat beat to some of his words. Aye. I know, I'll talk about it in the present tense because he's not gone. Not by a long shot. Not yet. Do you hear me, Danger Club? Yeah. Aye. He's not gone. Of course. Aye. So. If we find a way. Let's go. All right. So you begin the uh, descent down the side of the cliff. Uh, the path is narrow um, and, uh, and precarious, but... Um, you have a new sense of purpose about you 
uh, and with uh, with M's body securely fastened, um, you make your way down. It takes you several hours. Um, fortunately, every now and then there is a, a, le- a slightly wider ledge where you're able to stop and just take a little rest, uh, take on a bit of water, and just carry on, and then carry on down the long slog. Um, I've, we've a lot of us have, have climbed mountains together. And you know, the coming down the, the coming down part is horrible um and that is what this is like it is very steep and it is just goes on for it takes about four hours to get all the way down um all the way down the side of it however eventually finally you make your work you touch down on the uh, the bare earth at the base of the cliff um and you uh, walk away looking back up you can see the great city of kermaga a thousand feet above you just stare at the uh, the faces carved into the cliff face that seem to just stare down at you uh, and as you look up at it a couple of drops of rain begin to fall uh, and then several more there's a rumble of thunder somewhere in the distance uh, and then the heavens open and rain just starts pouring down on you what do you like to do you can just about see the river that you uh, that you followed the um the docks that you use to arrive are a bit of a walk back um, along the cliffs um, there might be uh, there might be boats there um, but obviously you will be uh, there are dusk wardens and there are people there so you will be you will definitely be seen if you go that way um, your other options you could strike out overland um, follow the river um, and head south um, the thing is you don't really have a you don't really have a target at the moment you, don't, you aren't really sure where you're going uh, maybe it's time to sit down and have a uh, have a think have a recap about what the plan is about what what you've been doing why you've been doing it where you go next uh, what's the thinking here yeah that's good We're, to do that mm. we need to find probably a little bit of shelter from the rain is there like an that's, overhang or yeah something you like can that? find a rocky you find a rocky overhang and are able to kind of pitch up and uh, and uh, again it's, it's about time to have some um, sort of have some lunch so you sit down to have some food um take your packs off uh, and start having a think about um uh, about where you're at. Right. Did you say we're still up high? Did you no, say no. So? You're on the you're on the floor now. You've reached the bottom okay. of the cliff face. Okay. So we're just on that. Yes. Cool. So we should. Well, we did all that that stuff and Uncle Goodens and and Velda took all those papers. Maybe we should have a look at all those papers. Yeah, because we we found out nothing about Freya. So yeah. there's a whole reason we went in there. We found no, like we got no information. We know that she's somehow tied to this living god, which he said. It's true, but uh, we don't know how. So we could look through the papers. I think, yeah. ir- irrespective of that, either way, no matter what's in the papers, we have to go by either a big city or if anybody <laughs> knows of some kind of druid conclave out in the woods. They're the only two things I can imagine off the, my not that educated head that could resurrect MZ. Is um. Do we have to make a knowledge local? Uh, knowledge geography. I can make a knowledge uh, geography check. To know uh, where the nearest big city would be. Uh, 20. 20. The nearest large city to here is uh, is Yanderhof, which is a dwarven sky citadel. Um, it is a dwarven city. You reckon it is... a fair? It is a fair journey to the south, um, but if you were to follow the river, you should just about be able to make it. It is going to be. Um, it's probably going to be about if you're going cross country. Um, it's about seven or eight days walk to get to Yanderhof. 
if you could find somewhere to get horses along the way, obviously it would be a lot quicker. Um, but that is the uh, that is what you're facing to get to the next sort of next city. Yeah, and so no. did did you say that it it does prevent him like out of this uh, count? Yes, it does pause his death count effectively. Okay, as long as as long as Velda can keep up the general repose every three days, then yeah, we can indefinitely uh, suspend uh, MZ's animation. Ah. <clears throat> uh, yeah, you, you, Yanderhof is the closest city. Uh, Fulton, presumably you know about Dwarven cities. Do they have anything? I've never, never been there, but I could... I could. Do dwarves normally have temples to um, various right. deities? I don't know a great deal about Dwarven I cities. Mean, well, yeah, most humanoid races have temples to various we deities. Have, uh, it's we, need, we need quite an advanced cleric. It's, we have uh, followers of Torag, and... Um, and uh, uh, knowledge. Uh, Torag is the main. Yeah. That that would be the main thing you would find temples for in a dwarven city. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know. I've never been to a dwarven sky citadel yeah, before. Me but uh, I would can't the- imagine that I'm that welcome there. I don't know. How if you're with me, they, they wouldn't bat an eyelid. Ah, yeah, sure, but they might raise an eyebrow. And raising an eyebrow with a dwarf is like swearing a grudge for life, isn't it? No um, do you, uh, do I have to make a knowledge religion to find out if Torag, like if followers of Torag can resurrect? Because is it like any uh, religion can a non- resurrect? Knowledge religion, you would need to know that because that's not your not your field of study. Is there is there is there any way that I can sort of obviously you know I'm a follower of uh, Farazma mm-hmm. um, and a druid, um, you know is. Is there a role I can make to see if um, I know of, you know, sort of any covens of druids in the area that might be able to help us? Uh, you can go ahead and make a go ahead and make a knowledge uh, knowledge nature check to know knowledge whether or not nature. there are any druids in this part of the world. Okie dokies, I'll give it a go. I don't think I know anyone. You've got no idea. You've not been to this part of the world before. Check the green pages. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So if I haven't it's, got, I mean, it was ten. Ten. Uh, you weird. can't. You can make it untrained, but the most you can get is ten, which isn't going to be enough to know. Unfortunately, mm. religion is not Fulton's strong suit. If we're safe here for a short time, um, how long do you reckon it would take me to look through those papers? Uh, not very long. There's not. Hours. There's not loads of them. You you don't even know what's on them at the moment. So you you, yeah. you know until um, you've seen them. If we've got a little chance, I'll have a look at these papers and see what I can learn. I think we should head to Yanderhof. At least, well, that's the biggest city, and it's the only luck we've we're gonna have. Uh, what? Trying to get some answers as to whether we can bring M back or not. True, true, but we. I mean, if we've got an hour, I'll have a look at the papers. No, yeah. I, uh, at least that can inform, because there might be another city that's a slightly longer march north that we need to go see. Yanderhof is south. So if we have to go another direction, it is quite a long way out of our... And um, it's going to be dangerous travelling wherever, gentlemen. Aye. Also, we're, um, we're not beholden to anybody right now. No? Do you know what I mean? We... Um, we, uh, Caragor realised he said that in the exact same cadence as MZ did uh, <laughs> say those very words quite often. <clears throat> uh, so we're done. We're done with the carnival. We helped them. 
came to Kermaga, we, we dropped off, we did the golem exchange, we got involved with the ossuary and Freya, and we've done all that, we got out, we exposed, well, no, we killed Uncle Good and he's yet to be exposed yet, but there's nothing else pressing apart from MZ that we've got to do. What, what, what we, what do you want to do, lads? I want to get M back. Aye, ah, short term. And then, I don't know. Freya. I want Freya. Well, uh, there's something about that nameless god. Living god. Living god or whatever, yeah. I mean, uh, unless anyone really wants to try it on their own, um, my gentlemen, we're criminals. And we're on the run. Hey, we're criminals in one place. Now, cities are big places and they're powerful eyes. internally, but beyond the, the bounds of that city... The, the Do you honestly think... I mean, you saw that bloat mage and you heard what he said. This goes far, far deeper and those people are going to want to fight us. Only if, they're going to want to kill us. Only if there's a connection to this living god. There's nothing inside of Kier Marga that we could, they don't have some kind of a, a broad police force. It's not like... No, but, uh, but criminal connections and... Uh, I'm more it's, worried it's about... No, it's no problem at all to put a bounty out on us for anywhere across I'm, the country. I'm more worried country. about what his connection to the living god is. Have you got anything within them purpose? Well, I, I mean, if we've got a chance to stop here and rest, I can read Can them. we yeah. do like an hour, sure. mon like, okay. fast forward? You uh, you get the papers out finally and you have a look. Um, so, a lot of them, um, frustratingly, seem to have been ruined by the water when you fell into the, the lake. A lot of them have gotten sodden uh, looking at them. They look to be, uh, some of them look to be accounts, some of them look to be maybe orders. Uh, but they're illegible now, so if they would have explained anything about um, about Uncle Gooden's business, um, it's, uh, they're not useful anymore. There are a couple that have, have survived the water and are still legible. Uh, one of them is a scroll, which appears to be magical. Um, I'm not sure what it does just yet. Um, make an arcana check, just to uh, have a look and see if you, uh, you know what it does. Let's have a look. It's Oh, yeah, it's good. Uh, 22. Cool. It seems to be some kind of a scroll of recall. So it appears to be uh, it appears to be tied to an item um, or a person or something. Um, casting the scroll will recall that thing to the location of the scroll. Unfortunately, there is no way from examining it to know what the thing that it will recall is. Mm. Um, the other thing that you find is a letter. Um, which you can tell by the smudged ink at the bottom of it was be it was um, was recently penned. It looks like it was probably being written when you entered the upper level. And I have it here. Should I read it? I mean, it'd be terrible podcasting if you didn't. Mm. <laughs> That's an interesting letter. <laughs> yeah, master. My apologies for the delay in dispatching this message. There is a social event being held in the tower this week, and I dare not risk dispatching missives while there are outsiders in the lower levels. Events in Kermarga continue to proceed as expected. With the latest catch, the orcs are finally satisfied and we have sent their fragment. I am confident that Grask Uldeth does not know what it is, else he would not have sold it for so low a price as a few runaways. I have dispatched it to Tamran with the Axborn girl. It is too far for magical transportation, but I was able to send her as far as Yanderhof, and she should be able to take the pass through Bloodsworn Vale from there. Please see to it that a faith barge is waiting for her at Skelt. I remain your loyal servant, Uncle. Seems like Yanderhof Frag is. Fragment. Aye. 
Do you know that person who, in that letter? The, aye, Grass Guldeth. Aye. The man that uh, me and the Irwigs were tasked with trying to kill, which is the whole reason why we had to flee Belton. The man who indefinitely and indirectly sent pines. The man who basically reached out his massive, gnarlish hand and tried to kill Travis and Iker along with the rest of us. That's who Grass Guldeth is. He's the most powerful man in all of Belton. And he's got a fragment of something. And he's been dealing with Uncle Gooden. Well, and no, who's I, this other person headed to Yanderhof? I, I, but I don't believe the letter does say that because uh, Grass Gouldeth has given away his fragment for a few runaways. Ah, so. he exchanged it for us. He exchanged it for the airwigs. That was what Pines Pines said something about. He keeps an eye on the he keeps an eye on the uh, Kermarga area. So he was based in Kermarga. So therefore, if he was the bounty hunter that got picked at that time to be triggered to come get us or whatever, Grass got his fragment in return for. Oh, that's the other way around, isn't it? So your your old boss, is it? Or this person you were tasked to kill? Oh, no, I never worked for him. No, I never worked for him. So this person that you were tasked to kill has given up a bit of fragment or whatever that is to this person who's gone to Yanderhof. The Axeborn girl. The Axeborn girl. Freya. 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 Yeah. Yes, yeah. I mean, we need to go I to mean, Yanderhof. Where, where was the ultimate place that she was going? Where was the ultimate uh, place? The, the ultimate place is Tamran. Tamran. This is where we must go. Well, yeah, I agree, but uh, you see, the the journey's laid out in the letter. Uh, Yanderhof, uh, then the pass through Bloodswan Vale, and uh, then uh, taking a faith barge from Skelt. And that should take it to Tamran. I suggest we should follow exactly how Can path. I... I don't have, like, knowledge local. <sighs> Can I make, like, an know? intelligence check in terms of, like, if I've ever heard of Skelt? Uh, knowledge geography to know about Skelt, so you're probably not the person to, uh, could, to know about it. Ask me. Uh, have you ever heard of Skelt? Hmm. Skelt? Fifteen? Uh, 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 Skelt's in the Mindspin Mountains. It's built on a, uh, a huge bluff. Um, it's an easily defensible um, city, yes. but it is connected by a river um, to uh, various places. Um, it's a bit of a transport hub fortress mm. built on a bluff in the Mindspawn Mountain. Velda? Yes? He... There's... Aldith sent the, his fragment to Uncle. Or, we're assuming, he sent it to someone else. We're, I'm assuming that's Uncle because he says, I am confident that he doesn't know what else it Sold it. Sold it to someone in return for us who were in the Kermarga area, apparently. No, so, no, no. I, I, I suggest from the letter that Grass Goldeth had one and he sold it, sold to, it uncle, to uncle exactly who so a with does, did we get whatever that fragment is well from uncle when we, um, we killed him no, uh, no because he he's writing in the in the past tense i have dispatched, dispatched it, it to it's already gone however i mean i do have the scroll of recall that would recall a I specific was, object was literally the next thing i was about to say i mean should we do this it this could be anything hey this could be anything and we, if it is something bad we'll fucking kill it I say we recall it. Where? I get my axe out. Yeah, we, I, I, yeah, Caragor draws well, both cutlasses and stands yeah. to the side. All right. This is the thing to do. You it's, cast uh, the scroll, weapons drawn, a little glowing um, light appears in the air and then opens out. Uh, and there's a sudden jingling and loads of coins and gems and rolled up scrolls come tumbling out and land on the floor at your feet. God. Um, you find lying at your feet um, 
quite a bit of treasure. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this can help as a resurrection. Yeah. It only needs to be split four ways now. So, you know. Uh, oh. <laughs> all right. Nice. Still in the room, guys. Uh, right. Who's, who wants to be treasurer? Someone grab a pen. Fine. All right. So you find, uh, I suggest you divide this up later uh, or keep it in one lot. So you find 1,400 gold worth of gems. And then you find the following potions, wands, and um, uh, and various things. I, we will assume that um, Velder is able to identify all of them. Mm-hmm. You find two potions of guidance, one potion of, of invigorate, one potion of virtue, uh, a scroll of dimension door, uh, a scroll of charm animal, a scroll of hypnotism, and a wand of aspect of the falcon. Uh, I'll tell you straight away, the wand can be used by Shania, um, as can the Scroll of Charm Animal, the Scroll of Dimension Door, and the Scroll of Hypnotism are Velda ones. Um, so there is the list of the bits that you find. Um, you also find a thousand gold pieces. So it all just comes raining out of this. You get the feeling this was like an extra dimensional pocket bank, um, where... Uh, Gooden kept some of his valuables. Uh, the scroll then just turns inert after you've gathered all those things up. Um, so you've got a pretty good haul, but unfortunately no fragment. We need to go to Yanderhof. Yes, seems that way. Or we could use that dimension jump and get ahead of her. Now, I'd it doesn't work on that range. It's a, it's yes. a short range spell. It's a short range spell. I'm not sure about the number of people that can be used. I'd have to study the scroll first. Okay. So you, uh, with a direction set, um, you pick up M's body uh, and you begin walking away from Kermaga as it stands. And as it stands over you, um, we fade away from Kermaga. We go around the world a little. Um, back in Ilsurian, um, we see um, uh, we see Travis. Still queasy from the uh, the teleportation spell um, of uh, um, of Venlock the Scourge, he's sitting on the edge of his bed. He has a full beard now, and he looks a lot tired than he was. He's looking at a top hat, at his top hat that he wears, looking at the bullet hole clean through it that nearly took his life. Um, he sighs, puts it on, uh, and looks out of the win- and looks out of the uh, the cart uh, at where you can see Ica. Um, Ica is stood practicing with a crossbow um, she's firing bolts from the crossbow into a barrel um, she stops as she's reloading and looks down and on the barrel next to her is the, is the dress that was bought for her it is still unwrapped um, she looks at it for a moment as if trying to remember something uh, and then reloads the crossbow waves a hand and an image um, of one of the half-orcs from the tavern appears in front of the uh, of the barrel. She raises the crossbow and fires a crossbow bolt straight into the illusion and it dissipates. We're now back in Kermaga. We're in a seedy-looking tavern in the Bottoms District. Zola Dubois is sitting at a table wearing an extravagant ball gown like red carpet at the Oscars fancy. Um, it's totally at odds with the rest of the surroundings on it. On her finger is the, is the signet ring of the Dubois family that she took from her brother's body. Uh, she's playing cards with a couple of men 
the men she's playing with are yelling at each other over something and two of them suddenly come to blows and fall on the ground uh, thrashing at each other Zola fans herself in mock with mock drama as she looks at them and then sweeps all the money from the table into her bag turns and walks out of the bar we are now in the godsmith ossery it's dark the high priest of Farazma, um, high priestess of Farazma, is walking in with a torch flanked by several of her uh, acolytes looking around. She raises a piece of paper to her eyes and looks at it and then looks puzzled, turns it upside down, looks at it again, turns it the other way up and then shakes her head in confusion. Um, a couple of acolytes come running towards her and she looks up uh, and in the darkness we just hear the phrase, Bitches! Uh, she turns and runs uh, we're now in a dark alleyway looking down on Christoph Wren the old blind rat a fist smashes him across the face as he falls to the ground spitting out blood a huge man wearing a guard's uniform is standing over him wielding up for another uh, swing just as he does an enormous shadow is cast against the wall behind him um, as the shadow approaches it gets smaller and smaller Christoph looks up at him and smiles uh, and we hear the sound of a pistol being cocked um, Dark Michael is sitting in bed settling in for the night he's wearing a nightcap he has a sign saying sweet dreams hanging on the wall above him he rolls over to the person sharing the bed with him it's a zombie with a picture of Velda's face nailed to its own <laughs> he strokes its feet, his cheek affectionately uh, and then reaches over and blows out the light um, we're in a grove somewhere, um, perhaps in West Verisia. Um, a creature made of a creature made of wood, um, about ten feet tall, with a stag's head, a stag's skull for a head, um, is standing amongst some trees. It walks slowly over to a, a willow tree, where there seem to be lots of willow wisps hanging, each one glowing. It stops for a moment and looks up at the sky. Uh, and then turns and waves, holds one hand up to one of the will-o'-wisps, waves it, and the will-o'-wisp goes dark. Finally, we're somewhere far away from here in a forested mountain pass. A wagon train is rumbling along below us. A shadow passes over it. We hear the beating of enormous wings, but whatever the creature is, pays it the wagon no mind. We zoom in on one wagon in particular, and we see a group of travelers huddled together, hoods pulled up tight. We zoom in one more and we see one of them sitting amongst them, clutching a bag close. The wind causes the figure's robe to shift, and beneath it we catch the glimpse of an elaborate leg brace. The figure pulls her cloak closed again, and we watch as the wagon train containing Freya Axborn trundles slowly away into the distance. With that we return to the valley. The rain pours down and we see the surviving members of the Danger Club carrying the body of MZ wrapped in a shroud as the city of Kermaga looks at them go. And that's where we leave it for tonight. We have left Kermaga, everybody. Okay. Well, that one got heavy. Yeah. yeah oh my did. goodness. Flipping heck, man. Those very last fight. That's what I did fight. when I died. I left.
Uh, to take a check, can we just get a time check where we are? Because I've sort of lost track. 40 minutes. 40 so minutes. Cool. We got a while. That's fine. Thank you. All right. So we... Uh, not to just use you as a speaking clock while we're... <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so you bet... You... Do you ever wonder when Spider-Man goes to the bathroom if the toilet paper sticks to his fingers? Do you ever wonder why Superman wears his underwear outside of his pants? My name is Imran. My name is Anthony. He's the jock! And he's the nerd. And we're your hosts for the Jock and Nerd podcast, where we sometimes try to attempt to answer these questions. This is a full spoiler podcast, and we swear a lot. Check it out for awesome geek news, interviews, and comic book reviews. Visit jockandnerd.com. We are your superhero TV, movies, and comic book culture curators. Boom. Jockandnerd.com. Jockandnerd!